Hey, and welcome back to Wheel Life Problems, a podcast for the disabled by the disabled. With me, as always, is Bill. How you doing? John. Hello there. And I'm Ricky, and welcome to Wheel Life Problems. I guess I said that at the very beginning, so it's kind of redundant, but welcome anyways. How are you guys doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty. not bad over here. Ready to uh, record another episode. Pretty good is pretty good. Better than bad, I guess, right? Definitely. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, be terrible if I like to ask you how you guys doing and this was the time you chose to be like oh you know my life is the crap hole just spinning spiraling down and you know just absolutely like, oh. horrible let me tell you <laughs> yeah everything is shit and today's here's where I want to talk about it guys this is actually the worst day of my life <laughs> I have the gun in my mouth or okay no it's too far <laughs> oh wow 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 we got a little bit we got a little way, bit dark. yeah way too dark there <laughs> All right, moving on. We're, we're here. We're pretty good. Let's keep it going pretty good. All right, so today's topic we on Wheel Life Problems, we want to talk about assistive technology and what it means to us and the masses and how we feel we interact with it. Uh, who wants to take it away first? Uh, well, Wheels, I think it was uh, your idea there, so go for it. The obvious thing that I use on a daily basis is the electric wheelchair. Well, you guys don't know that, but I mean, I go by wheels, so maybe you figured that out by now. <laughs> so I use a power wheelchair because I have muscular dystrophy, which is a muscle-wasting disease. Um, and anyways, so obviously the main component of my, you know, where assistive technology comes into play was the fact that I need an electric chair to be able to go places. You know, then there's also assistive technology for my car. So, like, for instance, I have to have hand control. I have to have a locking mechanism so my wheelchair then can be the driver's seat. Um, and then that's kind of a, you know, a ramp van and all that. So you need the ramp van. You need these accessible features in the car. And then when it comes to other stuff, there's some stuff that isn't actually technology, but it's kind of low-tech where it's like uh, I have a lot, lots of grabbers and stuff so I can pick up stuff because that is a terrible thing when you are in a wheelchair and something drops before your feet and you're just looking at it. And you're like, what the fuck? Why did this have to happen? Why did I have to drop this fucking phone? <laughs> Everything is just out of reach. Yeah, it's just like, it's just out of reach. I mean, but also like the wheelchair has some features on it. It has some Bluetooth features. So like if you wanted to control the TV, you can control the TV with the with the wheelchair. Um, it doesn't work that well, though. It's kind you of have like a perm delayed. You have a permobile, right? Yeah. So I have a permobile, too. So, spoiler alert, I also use a power wheelchair for different reasons, because I broke my neck, not because I have um, muscular dystrophy, but I heard about being able to control the TV with the controller, and there's like a Bluetooth option on my thing, but I've never set it up, because I can control my TV with my phone. Yeah, now another thing is, is that it doesn't work that well, okay, the there's a feature that, where you can hook up you can hook it up to the computer and use it as a mouse. Well, let me tell you, there is a latency issue that is very real. So it would not be realistic um, to be able to be used. And that's where it comes into play where it's like a lot of times you find assistive technology comes from a good place, but the actual there's actual limitations or there is actually something like, for instance, like a lag issue or 
did something you, like that. Did you guys hear that there is a um, a makers group that worked with Able Gamers to make a sort of connector device that will allow you to connect your power wheelchair stick to an uh, Xbox adaptive controller? Oh I yeah, that's right. I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which um... I think if you can, I mean, if the joystick of your wheelchair can take up one joystick and you have another one for your left hand, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, but I guess what I want to get what I want to get to is the fact that I'm not <laughs> sure why there was yelling going on in my house. Um, <laughs> I completely lost track of what I was saying. Um, you were getting on. We were talking about the Xbox controller, and then you said a point that you wanted to get to was, and then oh, you left oh it okay. Off. The major point as to why I really wanted to do this episode is that I was just thinking about how, um how on a daily basis, I mean, we really, people don't think about the fact of all the different things that they may need help doing to, you know, and that's done through a lot of different things. Like for instance, like adjustable bed, I have like an adjustable bed, you know, that helps. There's, there's a lot of stuff that I don't yet use, but I think the main things that I really utilize on a daily basis is like the wheelchair, like, and obviously having these features, I think would you know, makes it easier. The more features that you can put on a wheelchair that are functional, um, because I would say that not a lot of these things are functional, but they're not, I don't know. I just don't think they're fully formulated or they didn't, they, I don't know. They, they don't work in every application a lot of times. And that's kind of the thing is that, and I guess what I really want to hit upon is the fact that, you know, it's, it's important to, it's, a, it's important to, you know, the bridge this gap with technology and accessibility, because I really think that there's a lot of stuff that we could do. And I don't know, the more people that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of smarter people than me that are creating these things, such as like, you know, vo like there's a lot of like voice things you can do. And there's like, I don't know, there's all sorts of different, there's head tracking now. And there's just like, I guess what, what I'm curious about from you guys is just like how you know, where you've seen in your life, you know, where assistive technology actually, I guess, you know, like how it benefits you to living your life on a daily basis, I guess. Well, I think it's safe to say for sure that we are products of the 21st century uh, when it comes to disability. And if we were alive about 100 or 200 years ago, uh, I mean, at least you guys might be able to survive a little bit more, but at least for me, I'd be dead in a heartbeat because... Uh, like there's technologies that people don't even think about. Like for me, since I'm sitting down so long and I don't even feel anything, I need like a cushion that's like, you know, state of the art gel and stuff, which is, you know, not really like technology that we're kind of talking about in general. But um, that was just kind of to bring home the point that, you know, we, without the 21st century, we, I'd, at least I'd be fucked. But um, one of the most, uh, one of the most, uh, one of the assistive technologies that I, use most and really helps me is um, voice recognition software because my fingers don't work I and I'm also in school and I have to write a lot of papers and writing in general is just like something important that everyone needs to do is mm -hmm. you know that's where speech recognition comes into play for me and for me I just use like basic uh, speech software on my computers because I can't really afford the dragon dictate and it's not always that awesome it's i mean dragon dictate works but uh for what i use my speech recognition for which is like that school and just basic writing um works enough for me i have i have a setup where like for my computer 
uh, that's my computer is where I really need the most assistive, assistive technology. I have a setup with a, a trackball mouse and another mouse where I can kind of use the pointer, point and click. Um, other people who don't have use of their arms can use speech software to navigate the mouse. I myself just use the, use the trackball mouse, but uh, speech software, uh, same thing with like you, Bill. I need an adaptive van. I have my wheelchair. Other than that, uh, the one that's definitely been the saving grace for me is um, speech software. And also, there I have uh, iPhones have been kind of great with assistive technology where, so again, I can't use my fingers. So like pushing all the physical buttons on a phone is pretty much impossible for me. Other than the home button on iPhone, there's an assistive app on there that creates uh, touchscreen buttons. So that way I can like screenshot or press the home button or switch between apps or turn the volume up and down and mute my phone. Um, so there's those are two instances where I use assistive technology the most other than just like everyday items like my wheelchair, car, and those yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, I use some of the dictation software too um, because that's really helpful because for someone like myself, the biggest thing is is getting fatigued from um, typing and or writing a lot. So, um, you know, that helps in that case. Is a lot of times, though, I end up typing stuff out, but it depends on what it is. If we're going down a longer thing, but I mean, like, a lot of times with text messaging, like, it's just, it helps me to do it safely a lot of times because, like, for instance, like, I know, like, you know, driving and texting are not safe regardless of who you are. I don't care who you are. But when you add the element of hand controls, it, you're like your hands are, are not an option. So, like, there's stuff like um, Alexa has also been a saving grace for me. Because, like, something like turning off the lights. Turning off some of my light switches is such a pain, would be such a pain in the ass for me that it's, like, it's really nice to have, you know, be able to say, you know, Alexa, turn off the lights or... You can get her to turn on the TV. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. Um, there's even this app called If This Then That, which I could see people actually using stuff. Like, it basically allows um, different apps to connect with each other and talk to each other. And there's all sorts of different applets you can make um, and stuff. It's something that maybe wasn't necessarily designed with accessibility in mind, but yet it is something that can then be used that way, you know? And you can just get creative with like what commands you want. And I don't know. I just think voice recognition in general, I think, has been a huge um is a huge thing. And I think it it's relatable to all three of us here because I feel like it's something that we all have probably utilized because regardless of if you have a vision issue or you have a, you know, mobility issue. Um or I mean there's other disabilities I can think of where it would apply. Um and I just think that it's, you know kind of goes across the whole board. So I think it's probably one of the more important things that we probably use on a daily basis. I mean, if you really start to think about it, you know. Right. I Alexa, use, uh... bring me bring me a burrito. <laughs> I use Not, uh, well... voice recognition because of the simple fact that it's faster for me to tell you what I want to say than it is for me to hunt around on a screen and peck at little keys that I can't necessarily <laughs> see and I have to listen for. Like, oh, is it here? It's just like right. they just hear you tapping. Like, you just, you yeah. just have the... The stick, and you're just like tap, tap. You just don't. You're like, I'm not using words. I want to just hit this mm -hmm. until you until you understand what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> more no, code. That's, that that's why uh, that's why I use the speech recognition. It, it's just more helpful than using yeah. a an on-screen keyboard. 
like technology of Morse code. It, it's actually kind of funny because you prefer the uh, like on-screen buttons and stuff like that for your your challenges, whereas those don't necessarily help me. I prefer physical buttons that I can actually feel where they are, and it's just just kind of funny how sometimes different disabilities need completely opposite accommodations. Yeah, that is interesting. And I, I would imagine that you use a screen reader as well, right? I do regularly. Is uh, and what's the name of the application that you use? Because I just learned that in the testing center at my school they have screen readers available, and it's called Shark something. Ah, you must be thinking about Jaws. Jaws, that's it. Yep. Uh huh. Which I was like looking at the desktop like the other day when I was taking a test, and I was like, and I never noticed it before. I was like, what is Jaws? And then someone told me, oh, that's screen reader. I was like, oh, well. Jaws. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Uh, I don't know. Just Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was originally named for the fact that the um, part of your face that moves the most when you speak are your jaws, and it's a screen reader. So Jaws and... Well, there's already a shark reference with the name anyway, so may as well throw them together. Yeah, so this is uh, this is a software you can install mm -hmm. on the on like to work with Windows, and it just reads everything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And is this a free software? No, 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 no. That's where we get to the fun part. Oh yeah, the money of the assistive technology. Yeah. But I use something completely different. I use NVDA. This actually does stand for something. Non-visual desktop access. Hmm, that makes much more sense than shark-related. Yes, it does. Yeah. Right. NVDA so you... is free and open source. That's why I use it. Oh, well, man, isn't open source software just great? Mm-hmm. It is. I love it. Any, yeah. Anyone can add to it and improve it and just makes it for all around a better product. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So which assistive technology would you say that you, you utilize the most? A combination of a screen reader and magnification software, which is just Windows 10 magnifier. Because again, so, there is a professional virtual one out there called ZoomText, and it's just as expensive. I have the money for that. Eh. When you say expensive, what, what type of prices are we talking about here? So for JAWS, we're talking, you could buy a mid-ranged gaming laptop for the price of this piece of software. So about four to $500, 800? Uh, somewhere in the five to 600 range. Gotcha. Ouch. Yeah. Helpful as, as helpful as assistive technology is, the one downside is the cost and making it accessible to the people that need it. And yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you see it with the cars. I mean, my car was probably around $40,000, you know, and that's because special has modification and, you know, and then some people think, oh, well, wouldn't you just get a car and then add them later? It's like, oh yeah, if you do that. You're going to spend even more money. Um, <laughs> um, that's the, that's kind of the downside to it. Yeah. It's I mean, no wonder why a lot of disabled people live below the poverty line. Yeah, you mm -hmm. wonder why. And Everything is so expensive. Like assistive technology is fucking fantastic, but just the price tag it yields and just the whole medical world in general. Like, yeah, they need to make a profit somehow. So I'm not faulting the people at the same time. But, you know, 
it's such a niche market and right. so few people need it that draws that price up, unfortunately. See, but, here's where I think we've got a bit of a different story on our hands here. Because, do tell. yes, while so many people do need it, there's a lot of government money that goes into helping people with disabilities. So I think sure. a lot of these companies squeeze the profit out of the government by having these higher prices. They're not looking at individual people buying it. They see the government helping individual people and be like, you know what? We're going to set it so high that people have to go to them for help so we can get government money. That's definitely the defining factor as well, too. I can see that. Yeah, just from experience. I mean, I mean, what about the hell that we have to go through when it comes to getting a new chair? Mm -hmm. How that is like new, like um, the company that I have to use is New Motion. Granted, they're not uh, they're not terrible, but they're not I great. Would, I would say though the fact that you a lot of times it, it seems like you always have to be like the squeaky wheel. The squeaky wheel always gets the oil. You always have to make sure you kind of kind of got to badger some of these organizations to really get the things you need. Because a lot of times it seems like, you know, if you let them do it on their own time, it'll take forever. You'll be, you know, you'll be dealing with this forever. And it's just, you know, there's just so many guidelines when it comes to like, you know, you look at Medicare, like some of the things on a yearly basis, like in terms of like, uh, say you have a certain medicine that's like a, a ADHD med, for example, you know, there's a whole thing you got to go through. But Medicare also, you run into issues when you're trying to get this assistive type of technology too. Because it's it's like, yeah, it's provided, but there's a whole process. There's the whole procedure, and there's a, a lot of times you can really see the bureaucracy from the inside when dealing with these types of things, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. It took me like almost six months to get a new backrest for my chair. That's crazy. Now, I will have to thank Amazon for something, though. Okay. What are we thanking Amazon for? They've actually kept the price of... Um, what what they would call probing canes, the white canes for blind individuals, kept the price of those down relatively low. What's the average price for something like that? About 50 bucks. Hmm. What's it on the high end? 60. Oh, yeah, that's not bad at all. What's well, affordable? That's affordable. Okay, that is, okay. So. And for the amount of time yeah. that it lasts, on average, like, Two to three years, if it's well taken care of, sixty bucks is not a bad price for a piece of equipment. Technically, that will last a few years. Wait, it's you like a. You actually use that? Sorry, Ricky. Well, I was just about to say it's like a couple. That sounds like a couple cents a day if I were to do the math, but I'm not going to. Yeah, roughly. Mm-hmm. What are uh, you saying, Bill? I was asking Glitched if he actually, if he uh, used, uh, if he used one of those at all, or if that's just not. When I do travel, like, I, I carried it to TwitchCon. Okay. Yeah. I, I was curious about that. I was just. Yeah, he mentioned in the last episode uh, his use of the cane. So, but we are digressing, like, back on assistive technology. Indeed. And what what was my point about assistive technology? I lost it. Oh man, we are it's just the expensive. most organized bunch. It's too expensive. Yes, exactly. Even though that's like the whole reason why I don't have the, um, like I said, the Dragon software. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like two, two, three hundred dollars, I think, just for a regular version. Mm -hmm. And then if you want the pro professional or work environment one, it's like another hundred, couple hundred added onto it. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because I would love to have it, but and right now, 
a lot of home users could use a professional upgrade because they only need to install it on multiple computers, not just one. Say that again? Sometimes home users do need the professional upgrade because that upgrade allows you to install on multiple devices. Yes, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, you know, I have more than one computer, you know, I have a, a work computer and a school computer, and mm -hmm. I can't be shelling out a couple hundred bucks for each each one of them and mm -hmm. it's a bummer but what is one like assistive technology idea or one dream assistive technology that you wish you could have whether exists or doesn't exist hmm. like maybe someone out there is listening to this right now be like hmm that is a good idea i'll invent that real-time ocr and what do you mean by that so imagine, if you will, a product similar to Google Glass. Okay. It's got okay. a camera on it, and I'm sitting here looking at, let's say, a sign across the road as I'm walking down the road with this uh, glass. Even though, like, even though I don't know what the sign says, it will tell me this says First Street in, in a text-to-speech. Because the oh, glass okay. is optically analyzing and recognizing the characters, the letters on that sign, and reads it to me. That's actually a really good idea. Well, whoever's listening, invent it now. Like, please. that would be wicked. Pair of, pair of shades connected to a earpiece. Optical character recognition system. I don't care if it has to go through my phone and they have to be connected to my phone over Bluetooth. I don't care. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. That would be cool. Yeah, I like the idea, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of something that doesn't exist that I feel like would be... But like, yeah, I, it's not the easiest question. I, I can understand the, the problems with it, though. Like what? What would you think would be an issue? Uh, privacy concerns with the camera always recording. For oh, right, purposes. yes. Yeah, yeah but if, if they can figure out a way to make Alexa work... Well, there are privacy concerns with Alexa as well, too. Absolutely it's been like right. ongoing uh, it's ongoing uh, sort of debate on that. That's a whole other thing. But um, right. I do feel as though I don't know, it's hard to kind of like a lot of the technology, though, when it comes to, you know, what really is the goal, what would really improve, what improves the life of someone in a wheelchair in a lot of cases. Well, I mean, obviously the walking thing, like not being able to do that. I mean. But there is technology for that. There's technology that you actually, I that you you've actually been able to, you know, you you were able to go to therapy for it and use it. I saw you, uh, I saw a, way, uh, a while back on Instagram, you had something about, you know, that device that was like kind of like an exo thing. Yeah, the exoskeleton, right? Yeah, and that's kind of a cool. That's a cool technology, but it's definitely not affordable. Not affordable. It's great in the therapy setting, but not great in a real world setting because you can only really walk on flat surfaces. You can't go up and down yeah. stairs with it and su such. You'd need like a. You'd need an exoskeleton with like an onboard AI that's like constantly yeah. reading the environment and such, which yeah, would be amazing. But yeah, unfortunately, that would be amazing. not the case. That'd be another way that they could kind of you know that could be something that they could do um one thing that i also was thinking about when it comes to they also actually have a thing that's for people that have limited arm strength where you can actually put your arm in this thing and it um it helps you to like lift it to your face and so forth or you know to move them around i don't know what it's called the whole idea was to think of something that hasn't been 
But it seems like a lot of the stuff when it comes to accessibility depend. Well, when it comes to mobility concerns, uh, kind of there's kind of things that that they don't think about to make because it would be so individualized. Right. Depending on the person's mobility, it varies so much across the board because there's not just one reason people end up in wheelchairs. <laughs> there is a multitude of different reasons why one may be in a wheelchair that right. you know you're talking about you know there's the whole group of people that have you know the spinal injury injuries for example or people like myself with muscle disease or different types of diseases that cause the mobility issue right i mean like like you said it uh wheelchair life can be very individualized yeah and i'm not specific. saying that that's not the same thing for you john when it comes to uh issues with the um with vision i mean it's that's a varying it very much too. is it, like everybody's vision is completely different like i see the world yeah. in one way but somebody else with my same condition might not even though like i said we have the exact same condition yeah. the level right. of severity is what differs right that's true but yeah i can't really think of anything specifically off the top of my head but i think it it's one of those things that i don't know i i've seen where technology has really brought us to um, a place where you know it used to be like for instance someone that might have to deal with being paralyzed you know it used to be kind of like you know you look a hundred years ago um or 200 years ago, I mean, you, you wouldn't really be in a good situation. Like, I mean, there wasn't really much that they could, they could offer in the way of like, you know, something as simple as being, you know, transportation to a doctor, you know, that would have been like a nightmare or, right. you know, other things. There's just things that I think we take for granted that I feel like if a person, if a person came here from a hundred years ago, I feel like they would be completely like, blown away like if it was someone that was handicapped from 100 years ago if we were able to bring them to now i think they would be blown away with the with how far we have actually come in terms of from a technology perspective right i mean you definitely i think we've definitely done a lot in that time i mean shit even in 20 30 years there's been improvements um made so it definitely plays a role i mean it definitely plays a role in everyday life it's just on varying levels obviously Right. Well, since we're coming pressed on time, uh, if anyone has any ideas on accessibility or any technology that you use that we didn't mention or mm -hmm. any technology you would like to see, tweet at us. Let us know. Be part of the conversation. And speaking of part of the conversation, do we have a tweet to read off this week, Bill? Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's take on. a look at the old Twitter board and see what we see. All right. So I brought up Twitter. And we're just going to see, um, well, maybe you guys will be able to answer this and we'll, we'll address this in the next episode because it turns out nobody actually really responded to this. But, um, so the question was, how does assistive technology help you in everyday life? Um, so if you guys, you know, can think of some ways that it does help you, um, definitely, you know, mess message us at, uh, problems wheel on Twitter. Um, because we would love to hear more about, you know, what everybody, you know, different situations, because, you know, obviously we're only covering mobility and vision. Uh, well, well, we're covering those perspectives from our, you know, understanding of things, but 
you know, certainly I would love to hear any other um, people, you know, that have different disabilities, like how they may, you know, go about everyday life and how technology plays a role. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap things up. Just remember, tweet at us unless you guys have anything last minute thoughts you want to add. Nope. I'm good. No. All righty then. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning into another installment of Wheel Life Problems. Uh, you can follow us at Problems Wheel on Twitter, as Bill has mentioned before. You can follow me at The Rickles. You can follow Bill at Wheelchair Gamer. And you can follow John at Glitched Vision. And remember, folks, keep it wheel. Don't lose sight of the future. There we go. See, it's a, it's a co-op. Co-op yeah. sign-off. All right, guys. Take it easy.